Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. It's episode quattro. Four. Episode four of, <laughs> of the pod. What's the opposite of aft? Four. I didn't have to it? click for that. Yeah, no I think that was it, yeah. yeah. Uh, episode four, thank you for returning again. My God, you are obsessed. Obsessed. You're insatiable. Obsessed. You're like yes. a person with a little child from Africa. That's what I was. You're literally listening to us for the fourth time. Obsessed. Thank you very much for downloading. In this episode, we talked to Gina Martin. Very exciting. Our first interview on Bud Pod. We're talking yeah. to um, activist lawmaker Gina Martin. If you're not aware of her, her work, she's um, she's been quite uh, inspirational, really. Yeah. Uh, and over she, a long period of time, not just a big one-off. No, it's her life now. She uh, Gina um, has created a law. What do you call it? She has drafted it and then pushed it to parliament. Helped pass a bill. Pa- helped pass a bill that has made upskirting the practice of photographing a person's. Um, I don't know, body under their skirt. Private area. Private area. That's illegal now. It wasn't illegal before. Can not you imagine e- that? Not explicitly. So, uh, sorry guys. <laughs> the golden days are over. Yeah, no more being absolutely weird. Yeah, you I missed guess. your chance. You missed your chance. You've lived through the golden age of being a, a public creep and you didn't even realize it. You, you are now disgusting and thick. Congratulations. You're late and gross. Now you're going to go to jail. For the thought, for the for thought, the very of, thought of, it. of being disappointed that that doesn't something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, She'll tell us about it. She will in um, probably um, clearer terms. Yeah, um, yeah. So look out for that, and remember to enjoy yourself. Get ready for the new album from Some Lads on a Night Out. It's Oi Oi, the newest album from Some Lads on a Night Out, featuring the. Uh, the uh, banging anthem, uh, mate. Mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-mate-
just to show that it also just like love that because it in the media it was such a women's rights thing and obviously it definitely is because you name the problem and it is a problem with women but also I have a lot of friends who are like non-binary and trans friends and um, obviously my lawyer's Scottish and that's a big thing so it was just really nice it's just funny to on. hear Scottish yeah. at the end of that list yeah. non-binary trans and, and, Scottish. and also Scottish yeah. even Scottish people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so. Oh, it was so. It was amazing. I feel like when you get to say the phrase, "my lawyer," oh no, things are either going very well for you, <laughs> or, or terrible. very, very bad. I, <laughs> I was there with my lawyer, and you go, "Oh, oh, good, good lawyer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for him actually because it's been two years almost of working together, but working together is so reductive because it's been. A, a massive thing, you know, like a friendship and a support system. And I yeah. still go, my lawyer. And he's like, could I be upgraded to maybe friend at this point? It's been two years even working together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. give this professional. Yeah, That's yeah, even yeah. more suspicious if you, if you say, what's what's the most suspicious way around? My lawyer and friend. Or my friend and lawyer. <laughs> the second one's way worse. <laughs> and lawyer. And also lawyer. To be fair, he is keeping me out of jail. Hey, yeah. well, yeah, actually, to be fair, it's not about that as well. Yeah. So the in, the inciting incident, uh, Gina, happened two years ago now, was it? Yeah, almost. It was July 2017, so I guess around 20 months or something like that. And you were at a festival. Mm-hmm. Which, which festival? Was, Hyde Park. Oh, okay. Bri- Bri- I can't say it still after all this time. British Summertime. Oh, that one. Yes. I'm very. Festival. I'm lame, so I just know festivals from when they have tube adverts. Yeah, same. Yeah. And when Bombay Bicycle Club play in. Every single festival yes. poster has ever been has had Bombay Bicycle Club at the top. What's that about? I, think I mean, they're great, sure, but I don't get it. I think that was the law they passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they also have a lawyer. Every <laughs> festival. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, that was really, it was a great festival. It was just like a day. Me and Stevie, my big sister, couldn't afford to go to anything, like mm. anything, for like two years. So we went to that one day to see the killers who were off road band when we were kids. It's a family festival. It was like 30 degrees, and I was wearing a skirt because, as is my want, and uh, we just dressed up and it was really nice and then these guys were sort of hitting on me and then they took the photo and I saw that they'd shared it to everyone around me. And I was a bit drunk, so I grabbed the phone off the guy. Great. And then nice. we got into a fight. Nice. And it, uh, not a fight. I mean, we, you I have say, the phone framed in your bedroom. That's no, I wish. Can you imagine? <laughs> it was a shit phone. So. Or, or with like a nail through it, like a butterfly. Right through the screen. Yes. <laughs> collecting phones. The collector. Oh, God. So dark. Gina Lawmaker. <laughs> and collector. And collector. Um... Yeah, uh, and I took the phone and we I sort of sla- did that thing in a movie where I go, what do you do to a scary man who's grabbed you? You slap him. And I just like slapped him around the face. It's a good work. starting point just to buy your time. Yeah. yeah. You just to figure out Gave the next step. Time. And it's a form of attack that is contextually, people are fine with it. Yes, exactly. It's like accepted. Yeah. Like It's also like, the, the only it's the only sort of physical attack where any onlooker would, would go, what did the victim do? Yeah. What, did, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what did the person who's getting slapped do to deserve? Is the only. Yes. Yes, literally only the one. only. And we grew that actually with the whole campaign, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like the, the nearest male on male equivalent is the. I don't know what it would be. Shove? Like a push, maybe? Push, bar, yeah. bar, bar, right, bar yeah. guy shove. Because yeah, I yeah. still don't feel like. I don't want to sock someone in the face, but I never wanted to more at that moment. Totally. I could never want but I knew that I would have put my thumb inside my face and probably broke my hand and then be like, yeah. yeah. Ah, well, yeah. this is, um, I don't mean to martial arts explain you, but I have a black do belt. In oh, the do you Shaolin. actually? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil is... So um, unaccomplished. I, I remember, I've known Phil... You're for, unaccomplished. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> all right, fine. We're, we're yeah. two idiots with a jug of water and a couple of mics. That's yeah, all you're talking to some clowns. So <laughs> you have but, to change your bar in this but pre- conversation. But precisely, in a closed fist, you keep your thumb on the outside, so as, as you say, not to crush not Yeah, because apparently you break pick. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I would have done that immediately. I've, I've known Phil since I was 18 and he was 19. Oh. And he's had a black belt in Shaolin that whole time. And I think I only found that out after knowing you for like three years. Well, oh, that's, see, that's the sign of a good man, though. Yeah. Because that's the first thing I'd say. I'd be like, hi, I have black belt. <laughs> hi, I'm Phil Black Belt Wang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice to meet you. <laughs> this um, is uh, Gina Lawmaker. I'm Phil Black Belt. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Pierre Coffey. And <laughs> I've done today. <laughs> Coffee. Now, the thing that is sort of uh, simultaneously encouraging and depressing is the first the, the people's reaction usually when you say someone's had to um, uh, campaign for an upskirting ban is that upskirting wasn't illegal already. Yeah. And yeah. so was that a surprise to you? Because I presume at that at that moment you presumed what these guys had just done was illegal. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I thought I was going to hand them. Because I 
handed in everything you could possibly hand in. You know, we spend so much time being like, well, the victim should have done this and you should have done it this way and why didn't you do this? And I had the photo, the phone, the guy, witnesses. It was like, I couldn't have handed more in. It was like a boring CSI episode. It was. It was actually, the whole thing was quite boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had everything they could have ever wanted. There was no challenge. And they couldn't, or they didn't think they could do anything. Yeah. Transpired afterwards, they probably could have, but they were very confused on the law because it was a grey area and there's loopholes. It comes under <coughs> public decency law. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah. Public nuisance order. But they wrote, that law has been around for hundreds of years. So that that doesn't fit with sexual assault in the digital age at all, and they really struggle to make it fit. Um, anyway, yeah. So I thought they were going to be able to do something. They obviously couldn't. And then I went home. I kind of did that thing where they went, "No, sorry, can't do anything." And I went, "Oh yeah, I guess you're right then. Bye." You know, like I felt like a child. So like, I just kind of walked uh, off because I didn't know that sort of company policy thing. Yes, because you you're go. the little guy always. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're like, well, you know better than me, policeman. It's Bye. also very British to go. Very British. I, I did a little bit, and that's probably enough. I did my best. Bye. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. So was there was there a moment at which you went, actually, no, I'm yes, going to. There really was, and there was uh, there was actually two. So three days later, by chance, I was going to a festival for a job, and. I was on the like bus there and I got the phone call from the police and this voice at the end, who could not have sounded more bored, was like, hey, Gina. I was like, hey, and they were like, um, you know that thing that happened to you at the festival? I was like, y- yes. And they were like, sorry, uh, there's nothing we can do. Case is closed now. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, thanks, bye. I was like, okay, really? yeah, it was fascinating. <laughs> oh my God. And I, by that point, the dust had like settled. So I was like, I got a phone. I was like, that can't be right. Like, what? Yeah. That's how we deal with these things. Yeah. Like, what is going on? So that made me angry. And then I thought about doing something, and then I put a photo on Facebook of me and Stevie, a selfie, which instantly is the worst picture of me that's ever been taken, and has now been in every media outlet <laughs> across the country. Um, <clears throat> is that why we continue the fight to get another press shot taken? Exactly, you, to yeah. Replace yeah. It, that's yeah. mainly what the campaign's about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the guys were in the background of that shot by chance before they did it, because they were standing uh, behind uh, me. So I put that on Facebook, and I sort of circled their heads and said, well, the law, well, police can't help me. I don't think the law can help me. I think there's something going on here. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Can someone just recognise these people, share it, and let's shame right. these guys just to have some kind of closure and some kind of power over the situation because yeah. I was terrified that they had all these photos of me and stuff. And um, Facebook got in touch. It went a tiny bit viral. We're talking like 3,000 people liked it. And Facebook contacted me and were like, can you please take that down? That's harassment. Could you put a photo of them up? And that's when I was like, okay, we Well, Facebook have a said you were harassing them. Yes. <clears throat> so that it's, was the turning point, I and, think. And this is the same Facebook who are like... Uh, I'm afraid uh, we have no reason to delete the like this page if Hitler is your god. Yes, literally. Uh, fan page. Uh, it seems like oh a normal fan page. It's they like, need to it, do more. It's, it's, it, Facebook do it like they're going out of their way to victimize their own people. I know. The and, opposite And people. to seem as evil as possible. <laughs> yeah. I'd crazy. love to feed orphans, but food belongs to the king. Just, <laughs> a, just an insane <laughs> sheriff of Nottingham approach to everything. He's mad. They, I mean, they set up their like structure and their community guidelines and all that kind of stuff and their security in when the platform started. And they had no idea it was going to grow to this size. And they haven't, they haven't developed it at the rate that the platform's developed. So there's just no protection for anyone. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And so that was the moment where I went, okay, I'm angry and I'm so bored, like so unbelievably, like mind-numbingly bored of brushing stuff off. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I was just done with brushing stuff off. So that's when I thought, well, I'll give it a go and see what happens. Yeah. And here we are. And yeah. here we are. Yeah. On. Mad. But it, it, it looked like, from the outside at least, it looked like it'd become a full-time job almost. Yeah, yeah. Pushing this through. And so I guess at the end of this process, do you feel more or less... I guess confident about the legal system or... Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Do you think it works or do you think that you overcame its flaws um, sort of quite luckily the or se- quite by, lo- by a lot of effort? The second one. The second definitely one, right, the second yeah. one, yeah. I feel like the justice... Like, I have a friend... No, a friend. Oh, what do you call people that you really, really connect with and talk a lot over the internet with that you've never met? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a friend. A digi friend. Yeah. And oh, they yeah. are called the secret barrister. Oh, yeah, 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 they're, yeah. they're great. They're great brilliant. Work. And they've been a massive support system and they write a lot about and talk a lot about the fact that the justice system is broken and it's not working in yeah. the right way it should. And that's why I was just stoked to be able to like force through something and get the right people involved and get kind of like, I guess, like an objective team of people. Because obviously my lawyer is in the legal system, but yeah. he was doing this pro bono. It was like, just like a passion project. And to, to kind of highlight some of those flaws and show how actually regular people can also change it. It's not only up to the power structure to change it, which was really nice to be able to do. Yeah. Big time. Well, there's that phrase, um, which is not necessarily about it being broken, but about how long everything takes, which mm. is um, the wheels of justice grind slow, but they grind, ex- they grind exceeding fine. 
Oh, wow. They grind exceeding, exceeding fine. fine. Oh, that was so written a while ago. What does yeah. that mean? So, like, they, they take a while, but they, they, the justice, which I guess in this thing is like wheat or whatever, that's how all this phrase is, they grind it around <laughs> really to a fine powder. It sounds like, it sounds like, like a barista's guy's like phrase. Every, <laughs> like, every element of this will be covered. That's why it's slow. I see. I see oh, I, I thought I see. it was, like, exceedingly fine, like Mr. Kipling. No, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. well, I guess as well. Because, <laughs> sure. because sure. it means both when it comes to lovely ground-up corn. So true. Yeah. When you're making cakes, you need fine wheat. Fine yeah. wheat. Uh, yeah, so the wheels of justice slow it, but exceeding fine. But I there is also like a lot of it's out of date. Well, there's also Martin Luther King Jr., right? Uh, that moral arm of the universe is long, but it tends towards justice. Yeah, that kind uh, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Similar kind yeah. of thing. I love but a quote. Oh, I love a quote. I love a, Gloria Steinem. <laughs> Voting isn't the most we should do. It's the least. That's yeah, good. That's a good one. Good Russell aphorism. Brand. <laughs> Bookie walk. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what if we all just danced in a field? Shut up, Russell. Oh, God, what about I love the council? Russell. How Don't talk like that about Russell. I love dancing in fields. How would they fund the roads, yes. Russell? It's Oi Oi, the newest album from some lads on a night out. Who can forget the sound of this summer? It's £20 to get in. It's £20 to get in, you know. It's £20 to get in. I don't know who they think they are. It's £20 to get in. I don't think it's worth it, mate. It's £20 to get in. That's more than three kebabs, you know. That's £20 to get in. What they've already gone in, that's £20 to get in. I guess we'll have to go inside with those £20 to get in. Oh, I've not brought any cash. My, my question was, um, how does it, does it feel weird? Because everyone is kind of a half-assed activist now, including myself, in terms of just like sharing things and going, yes. I'm raising awareness. Yes. And then everyone's aware and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Does it feel weird to be one of the very few people especially out of millennials, who can accurately claim to have done something. <laughs> like, and to like actually have changed something and gone through the, the years of just nonsense and, and struggle to really get something done. Yes. The it whole, must feel surreal. It does. I mean, it doesn't even... It's like when people go, oh, you changed law. It's like I've made a nice cup of tea. And I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. Because yeah. oh. it becomes your reality because you do it for so long. It doesn't... Yeah. It feels very like my work, which is very odd because I can objectively see that it's a big thing to have done on your own. But it doesn't feel like that. And does it... Uh, well, it might, this is kind of similar to Phil's question. Like, It must simultaneously more faith in the system that it was possible... Yes. And maybe a bit less faith in the way it was had to be done. or Yeah, because I think before I did this, uh, I think we have like a preconceived notion of uh, the way things are done and the processes and the structure. And I don't think we realise that those structures can be broken in, in a way if you do the right things. So, I mean, one thing with politics and law as well, really, is that if you have enough public interest in an issue, it completely throws all of the processes out the window that they, have, they usually have to follow. Yeah. Not entirely. They are still there, but they, they can... Um, they can dodge things very, very easily if people are interested and they've got that kind of pressure. So there are things you can do to change the system. So before, I obviously thought the system wasn't working. I didn't, I mean, I wasn't a big, f I hate this. I can't say I wasn't a big fan of politics because that just, that's because I'm wired enough to be involved in politics and I'm very lucky to be like, oh, I don't believe in, you know, I don't believe in politics. Well, that's because you can not right, believe yeah. in politics. Um, but I wasn't, I never a lot of faith in it. And now I've worked in it and those people have been humanised to me and whether I agree with them or not, it shows that there is really wiggle room and flexibility if you want to make stuff happen. I didn't think that before, so now I sort of almost feel like it's less broken because I've seen that you can force yeah. them or encourage them to do other things and they will do it if you do it in the right way. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it, is that if you're not engaged, then and it's like if anything's abstract to you. Yes. It's like if, so if someone said to you, if, if you're not like an engineer or you don't have any idea about how electronics work and someone said to you, build a radio. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I don't know. No. It just sort of gets made, doesn't it? No I've, concept, yeah. I've got no fucking clue. And it would just be impossible. But yeah. the second, like you say, you go, oh, no, actually, if you do this and do this, and it's not easy, but there are ways and means. And Exactly. Did you find that um, I recently did the Reasons to be Cheerful podcast with oh, yes. Ed Miliband and Jeff Lloyd. Brilliant. Shout out to Ed Miliband <laughs> and Jeff Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, uh, the big dogs. And the Reasons to be Cheerful crew. Uh, I found, especially that, like, because politics is like my football. I'm super really? obsessed with it. Are yeah. you? Oh, great. Because I'm really fun. <laughs> Mate, I'm obsessed with it as well now. Yeah, well, Never thought it. I would be, but it's fascinating. It's great, isn't mm. it? And meeting Ed Miliband in the flesh is that reminder where you go, oh, everyone you see on like BBC Parliament and the Houses of Parliament, very few of them aren't crushingly sincere. 
yeah. about everything they believe mm-hmm. because they're there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah exactly. They couldn't just show up. They had to be elected. And even to get elected, they had to do like 15 years of, oh, I love being on the council or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bullshit, flyering, leafleting. Especially if you're an MP as opposed to like a lord. Right? Yeah. You mean oh, the yeah. MP, you're going to have to you you gotta have to convince people to vote for you. You've got to yeah. have just meetings all day about mm. everything. It's definitely heavy work. Yeah. It's definitely heavy work. And it's just so like... It's so insular as well. Like, it's almost obviously they're serving the country, and whether or not you think they do that well or they don't, I mean, that's for all of us to decide. But it's so like, you, it's party against party, person against person. How are yeah. you going to, okay, if I want to do this, well, that affects now five other people's things. So immediately I'm in four people's bad books and I have to change my strategy. And it's just complex. The relationships in that place are yeah. so complex. Yeah. It would exhaust me. That's why I couldn't go into politics, I don't think. That I've been asked by people to stand or to go into it. And I, I really do think you can make as much change outside of it as you can in it. I just, yeah. I, I, I don't think I could hack it. And maybe more because like that's one of the reasons why I don't know if I'd ever want to join a political party like as a subscriber or, or whatever, yeah. like as a normal member. Because without that, I feel like I can have more like, well, maybe I'll help you out if yeah, they exactly. won't do that for me. You exactly. Know? And that was with this campaign, which was really important is that it was, I one of the first things I've seen really where every party people from every party came together over it we were having events mm. where like you've got mps and lords and um you know even like police crime commissioners or whoever all in the same room all talking about and com- and um connecting on one issue which is very rare and to be able to work with all the different parties and just to be able to see them as individuals because yeah. you don't you, you you block you block them into like okay if you're liberal you're like labor are good conservatives are bad yeah. and if you're not liberal you're like conservatives are the best and they get on with stuff and they're great labor don't know what they're doing and it's so binary and it's obviously not that way when you're there but it was fascinating for me to be yeah. able to be involved in that. I loved it. Yeah. I suppose something like an upskirting ban would... That's pretty bipartisan. I mean, that doesn't really fall yeah, along exactly. any traditional political lines where uh, conservatives aren't going to go and... We're, we're here to protect <laughs> the proud British yes. tradition of taking photos <laughs> upskirts. No, 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 no. Hundreds of years, people have been enjoying the right to sexually harass oh strangers. God. Chope, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I'm I, was but, yeah. I was about to bring him up. Yeah, yeah. So that, would Old you say Chope. that... Was that the most significant speed bump was Christopher Chope? 100%, yeah. yeah. And that was a very... Yeah complex one as well because we'd been working behind the scenes of the government for so long and they are all conservatives have been and say I mean I've you know they know very well that I have never voted for them and they know very well what my political views are an incredible support system and they basically they've were, been an incredible yeah they really liked were the ones that took it on and they were so embarrassed by it because he was the only one and they were trying to talk him down for three days and I knew it was going to happen for three days and I was in the house when he did it I also had to do all the victory media for the BBC that day so I went in they were like the government's backed Gina's bill because they backed the bill the day before yeah right so I was like she's done it knowing he was going to object to it that day but the story because for Joe opposing it had not broken so you had to pretend that pretend all morning and and it's very rare uh, for anyone listening who doesn't realise it was a private members bill wasn't it and it's like it's a once in like a million times that one ever gets through never mind gets government backing like all that's like unicorn after unicorn after unicorn yeah fully and well yeah exactly that like mad hard work and just the whole thing, we made rare things happen because we did things right. But it was like when when he went and and delayed that, I knew because we'd got the government backing previously that I was going to come out and the ministers would were going to pu- keep pushing me forward and keep trying to get it forward. Um, but yeah, it's just like devastating that. After but he, so much he, time. He, he can't stop it though. He can only delay it. Right? Only delay. It, yeah. okay. can only delay. But the thing with private members bills is when they're delayed, they very often die because they're not given enough time. So a delay because the private members bill is such a fragile thing. A delay. So many things can often be killed by that. Unless the government then back that bill, it's very unlikely it's yeah. going to get through the whole process. Because if you think about it, Chope objects on second reading. That's what he believes in. Whether or not he gets all the flack in the world from the media, he doesn't care. And so he's not going to not object the next time. Because then they well, then he did all that for nothing, you know? Yeah. <coughs> He'd made well, he's his point, double down. right? Yeah, he doubles yeah. down on his point. So you can just object and object and object and you eventually just kill yeah. it. And if it and if it doesn't have really big support, it won't be allocated time. But government time. I think the lots could only... Could only. Um, it's not the Lords. He's an MP. He's an MP. Oh, why yeah. did I think it was a Lord? Well, because no, no. it goes to the Lords afterwards. You're right. It goes through House Parliament first and then House of Lords. Right. Okay, but I just yeah, yeah. you probably thought he was a Lord because he looks like a Lord. He does. He <laughs> yeah. does so much like a Lord. He does. It's, it's the jowls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also for listeners who aren't aware, Christopher Chope uh, objects to private members' bills almost entirely about like the, the welfare of women. Yeah, but he hasn't. He didn't object to any private members' bills tabled by say. Jacob Rees-Mogg yeah, exactly. or private members bills about like it should be compulsory to have teeth made of ivory and <laughs> things like that 
So no <laughs> objections on the second reading of the old yeah. ivory teeth bill or whatever mad shit he's fine with. So his own statement about it being a matter of principle that he doesn't like private members bills water. is not true. No. Yeah. It's tangibly not true. And if he, he is... hadn't objected on second reading, we would have gone to committee stage and had them the huge debate. Yeah. And also we'd been having debates privately for six months and his objection was because that hadn't been debated. We hadn't been privy to those conversations. Yeah. And so, yeah. so in my opinion... Thanks to my lawyer. <laughs> Don't like Chope. <laughs> he's a fucking cunt. Oh, my God. Um, well, he is. I uh, will not endorse that. <laughs> <laughs> no. You heard it here, folks. Gina Martin. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. BBC Gina, headline tomorrow. Uh, Jesus Christ. Gina Martin, the lawmaker, thinks that he is uh, an interesting, what, you could say, a politician. Individual. An interesting individual who acts on principle. I was going to ask when we came here if I'm allowed to swear, and now I know the answer. Welcome, oh, welcome oh. to the internet. I love swearing. I'm it's sorry, we've been swearing swear earlier. <laughs> we, we've been on very good behavior. Just started it with the C word. I think, just done I, that. <laughs> I, th- I think he's a cunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the chope word. It's Oi Oi, the newest album from Some Lads on a Night Out. And of course, including the heart wrenching aria, The Only One Who Doesn't Like Football. I'm the only one who doesn't like football The only one who would rather read The only one who likes classical music But they can't find this out about me So I'll say way, way, oi, oi, way, oi, way Yay, football today for me. Way, oi, oi, I'd rather be watching the sewing bee. Oi, oi, the latest album from Some Lads and a Night Out, available at the gym. 
you're like you're you're a privileged white woman. Like use your privilege. There, there were a lot people of, will listen oh, because absolutely. they put you on the front of the newspapers. Like it's there were a lot of beautiful people at this party. A lot oh. more. I, I don't mean to say that. No, I have a lot of beautiful friends, but I, yeah, I'm surrounded by stunning people. Yeah, I, I guess I, w- I was not expecting it. I, I thought... Was it one of those parties where you sort of feel like there's dirt on your face the whole time? No! Oh, no! I never, ever want that to be a thing at any of my parties, ever. You keep going like, oh, God, oh, I'm, I'm covered in coal. I thought it'd just be a, bu- I thought it'd be a bunch of law nerds. I just thought it'd be a load of, like, lawyers... Poindexters. Draft people, yeah. Um, no. Bloody... <laughs> Bloody BAFTAs in there. <laughs> <laughs> Milan. It was so nice. It was so nice. Everyone in that room was so lucky because everyone that was invited. So it was everyone from like friends who from down from 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 Phil Wang all no, the way up to good looking people. Great. <laughs> we love Phil Wang. From awful <laughs> comedy trolls like Phil Wang. Or influential great people who have shared the campaign and been pr- and been supportive like all, this. You all, know, all the way to the council of Elrond. Of oh beautiful elves. <laughs> so funny. That's it was great. lovely. It was really. It was a room of, of. It was positive, wasn't it? That room, and I think that's mm-hmm. important to celebrate good news, because it could be very easy to do this kind of thing and go, "Well, that's great. We did it." By God, the amount of stuff we talk about that's just shit. Like everything we like Brexit and Trump and climate change are yeah. so oh, like just. Your head is full of just bad news, so it's like, well, let's just celebrate. It is good also news. nice to celebrate a campaign in a fashion that is truly celebratory and not sort of. Like unctuously, not unctuously, like Great overly word. worthy, or like it's so easy yeah. when something like this is just so long, oh. very sincere lines, like and earnest, and yeah, yeah. or is it to be fun and us all just get drunk and have you, a nice time? Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. needs to be an element of that too, right? You mean yeah. like if someone like was celebrating, like how you celebrate passing this wonderful new bill, and you can finally I eat a single black olive. Oh, I did that and before meditate. It. <laughs> <laughs> really I did like some mindful eating. Yeah, and then I cut a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Gina, you have, um, you've got a book coming out. I do. I do have a book coming out. Tell us about the book. Yeah. So excited about the book. When I first thought about doing it, I was like, oh, I can't write a book. I've been a writer for a long time, but I was, you know that thing where you're like, I didn't want to be the person who was like, change the life now, I've written a book, just cause. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on it for like three months. I think probably the most important thing after this campaign is making people realise that it's actually possible to change things if you're like a regular person, because I don't think, I, I mean, I didn't know that. When I, even when I was doing it. Until now, really. Now I've done it, I've realised we can. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to write this book because when I first started the campaign, I googled, how do you change the law? Did you actually? <laughs> and nothing That's came up. That's so inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Zero <laughs> results the first time. But, but Google, like, Google pays to make that happen. They go, uh, you can't. You yeah. can't change the law. No. And it was almost like Google being like, work it out yourself, love. It's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, fine. <laughs> so there was loads of stuff I obviously had to learn, like everything from like how to do press, uh, how to write press release, how to like just handle terrifyingly high pressure situations in in arenas that you don't feel like you're meant to be in, you yeah. know? Um, what else? How to use social media for a campaign. A lot of people don't actually know the science of social media. I've worked in advertising for a long time and I had a full-time job in advertising during this whole thing. So I still working in advertising and I love that. So it's like, okay, show people how to use that tool because it's powerful, man. Yeah. Um, and it's basically just full of practical knowledge. Nice. And it's not like how to run a campaign, how to change a lot. That's not what it's about. It's just how to push for progress at any different level and all different mm. parts and how you can do it. So is it, is it the story of your campaign? No, not at okay. all. So I don't like, want it to be about... It's, it's very easy to be like, the upskirting girl who did that thing. And yeah. I really... And although I'm really proud of it, it's not really about me. It's about regular people forcing change. You didn't want to have to start the book by going, I remember that hot summer's day oh, when I... Well, I had to do that. Oh, have they made you I do had, that? Well, because... yeah, to give it context. I had to put the story in, yeah. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's like... Why did you do it? <laughs> did you feel a bit weird writing it like yeah. that? Yeah, like it was story time. Yeah, it was a bit story time. Yeah. I did the introduction of how it, the, the campaign started, <clears throat> and then that was kind of the only bit about me. And then it goes into everything from using your privilege for good, sure. so using social media for good, and then it goes into breaking down practically how to kind of start to put a campaign together, whether that's for taking pesticides out of your local park or doing something in your school, yeah, yeah. or it's on this level. So you've made essentially the opposite of the anarchist's cookbook. Yes, the direct opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> You've done like the good citizen's guide to not letting things get shit. Exactly that. I should have called it that. It was a, it's it a, was snappy a toolkit title. from an activist, but that's way better. <laughs> <laughs> the good person's guide for making better things in now, the please. Land. Bye. Thank yeah. you. Bye. When is that? Uh, <coughs> Comes out in June. June. I handed my draft in like 15 minutes before I saw you on. Um, the night. Oh, great. Literally, first draft sent it. I was like, ah, got ready for the party, went there, got really drunk. God, man, it was a mad two days. Keep your eyes yeah. peeled in June, everyone. Yes, indeed. Yeah, well, Gina, wait. lawgiver. 
<laughs> is releasing I a new tone. I people will forget that I did that. And, and, and I won't be like, I wonder when, like, I'm interested in what my next campaign will be. Like, I'm excited yeah. to do the is next Is that where thing. you're at now? Are you like, yeah, yeah, that's it you've, you've tasted blood. I've tasted blood nice. and joy. Uh, and now I just want to, I just want to do that. I want that to be a Try career. and make something worse just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can, like, yeah. Test your power in the way that like an evil wizard would. Yeah. Yes. You've raised him from the dead, now and kill him. And then make things worse for people. Yeah. 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 How just can I kill more bees? <laughs> Doing that pretty well, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, great. Well, thanks so much for talking to us, Gina. Oh man, um, thanks for having me, both of you. Dive into the debut album from Some Girls on a Night Out with their uh, debut album, Espresso Martinis, including the the um, rap hit, Come With Me To The Bathroom. I'm going to the bathroom now. Would you like to come? I'm going to the toilet now. It'll be lots of fun. We can talk and chat and discuss our lives, maybe even poop. I'm going to the bathroom now. I want to go with you. Pia and I are just going to do um, a little uh, segment here, a little regular feature. segment here. You, you, you have, you, we'd be love for you can to I join us. You can join us if you join, like. Join in. It, you, you might need some thinking time, so we'll, okay. we'll do it and, and explain it to the listener. Pia, where's your um, accent from? Ah, uh, South Africa and the Isle of Man. Excellent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very mellifluous voice. It's a weird voice. It's a weird accent, isn't it? It's perfect. Adrian Childs complimented my voice. That's a on, great on, sentence. On Radio Five Live. Well, you've got the on Charles, Charles thumbs up. Charles, he said you've got, you've got. It was quite. It was a bit partridge. It was like you've got a love. You've got a South African accent, but it's a lovely soft one, <laughs> <laughs> or something lovely. like that. It and is lovely. Like, thank Classic. you, Adrian Childs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for like, interrupting. Thank you, Adrian Childs. Is that only ever called him that? <laughs> Obviously, both names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this segment is called. Um, it's called the most uncool. You can't do it. It's the most uncool cool thing. Yeah. And your coolest uncool thing. Oh. Yeah. So, the most uh, uncool cool thing is uh, of all the cool things. Yeah. What is the most uncool of them? Yeah. The least cool of every cool thing. Uncool cool thing. Yeah. Most uncool cool thing. Okay. And most I'm cool, gonna go. Thing. This is quite niche. Well, no, we weren't expecting you to have it on so quick. Yeah. I think. No, it took me ages today. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it might not be a good one. Phil, I think the Phil, most uncool Phil grinds exceeding fine <laughs> when it comes to uncool cool things. Is it so uncool cool thing is the uncool thing? Like very no, the un- uncoolest of the cool things. Yeah. Yes. So cooking's quite cool. Everyone likes like, you know, cooking in the kitchen, blah blah blah. It's quite cool like vibe. But slow cookers yes. are like the most uncool thing in the Why kitchen. Oh, the yes. actual device. Yes, a slow yes. cooker. Yes, I agree with it because it's a bit like Nana. Yes. It's a bit <laughs> Nana. But it's actually really useful. And everyone, and like Mob Kitchen, cooking's becoming this big thing online now. Everyone yeah. loves it. People yeah. are young and cooking now. It's really cool to be a cook. And, and I've Action seen. Bronson, love it. But you yeah, I've, see, I've seen on Instagram someone with a sideways trucker hat and their own range of sneakers exactly. will be like, yo, Instagram, I've just been slow cooking these ribs all day yes. and then you big green egg and all that shit. Yes. But what, I yeah. guess what is uncool about that is the amount of foresight and preparation. Yeah. That, yeah. That's yes, never that's going to be why. cool. There's, nev- there's nothing been... cool about going in seven hours I want a pot <laughs> roast. Yeah. Right? Also, yo everyone, I was really careful with the temperature settings and I did a lot of, <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of research and I made sure the meat nothing sat so it was room temperature. Whoa. Yeah. Hashtags. Yeah. No not... passion in it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, whereas something like... You can't um, slow cook with flair. No, you can't. With something like um, a ramen or a stir fry. That's so cool because it just goes, wow, yeah, watch yeah, out, watch yeah, yeah. out. What's the, what's the one with the Benihana? Oh, oh yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Benihana. That's the most flair possible. They flip, yeah, love Live flipping and cooking. The opposite of a slow cooker, Benihana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Directly opposite. That's really good. That's really oh, good. That's really good. Quick, good Thank work. Thank uh, my, my least cool, cool thing. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> what was it? It was good. If that's any help, it was good when you said it earlier. Fuck. My least cool, cool thing was... Oh, that was it. So, okay. So, my least cool, cool thing is buying champagne in a nightclub. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a good one. Because, that is a good one. Okay. You're in the nightclub <laughs> and you have champagne and that's great. But also, you just paid 600 pounds for something that you know what? is 25 pounds in Tesco. And you're going to wee it out in like half an hour. And also, it's like... It's oh. so gassy. What you want to be? Bur- you're gonna be burping on the dirt, just, <laughs> just like <laughs> grooving. Be like, uh, hey, do you want to? Do you want to come over to the VIP area? We've got a lot of uh, babes coming to the. Flatulence and then I go, is not okay. So good. Hey, could you put the velvet rope up, please? <laughs> 
seem to have less of a chin when they burp. It went into the back of your neck. <laughs> That's why I have a beard because so my face is like um, my whole head is like a marshmallow with a face drawn on. Oh my god! So I need a. I love it when people see to... you now and you're actually a marshmallow with a face drawn on. You can put that on your picture. <laughs> just a marshmallow. Like a Lego man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so also, my, it's, it's so incongruous considering like the the origins of champagne. Yeah. These sort of. Like I don't know if they're Benedictine, but it's monks in France. Yeah. Um, just well, first, it, first in, on the docks of England, but let's oh. not get too niche about eh? champagne. What first on the docks of England? That's where the bubbles came from. I thought I thought it was, I thought it was to do with the fermentation process. Cham- champagne never used to have bubbles, but it was still champagne. Ah, uh, this is just wine. It was a, just a type of wine, and then the spa- from, from sparkling, the sparkling oh, sorry, wine. They got the bubbles from England. They took them to France. Uh, I'm so confused. It was a it was a guy whose job was to import. There was a lot of sand, he was a sand. wine importer, and the way he stored champagne on the docks in London oh. from sh- the Champagne region ended up giving it bubbles. And initially, oh, wow. that was a big problem because no one liked it, and then it became cool. Became the thing. Oh. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, that's cool. oh, that's yeah, but you're right. It's like humble monks, and it, and then it's like crystal. It's turned you know. into like Ciroc, like the worst ostentatious thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Also, did you know Mo Moe is actually pronounced Moet? Yes, is it? Yeah, because the guy's Dutch. Yes, thank you. I'm very tedious, so I knew that already. <laughs> and everyone takes. I like Gina. Well, wrong because it's Moet Chandel. Yeah, like a really, really expensive white man with a grey, you know, greying white man advertising executive told me in a club once. I was like, oh, I'll get it was. Once it was literally two weeks ago, nice. <laughs> but I was like, oh, "I'll have some Moet, please." And he was like, "Darling, it's Moe." Really? I was like, "No, it's Moet," and he was like, "It's not Moe, babe." And he walked off, and I didn't even know him. I was like, oh, "And man. it is too." Uh, and I was like shouting after him, like, "It is." But you, this, you don't mean getting your phone out in a nightclub. That's you, your, I'll show you. you that's, no, no, that's, no, that's, no, no. that's the next campaign. Find that man. <laughs> <laughs> Send him to the Netherlands. Yes. There's nothing I hate more than smug ignorance. Yes. Uh, oh, it the makes worst. me furious. Mm-hmm. Way more furious than the dying planet. <laughs> Way more furious. Exactly. Uh, what's your least cool cool thing, Phil? Uh, it's not as good as those, but my least cool cool thing is starting a podcast. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> That's good. It's 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 cool, but it's just not cool. I almost felt embarrassed about telling <laughs> people excellent. about starting this one. Did you? Were you telling people in the same way that um, you like uh, if you were telling people you'd really gotten into? Sort of very schlocky musicals. Yeah, no, I've got tickets good. for the. Uh, it genuinely feels like asking people to come to see my improv group. <laughs> your your on, community play. It really does. You know, I've I've written a. I've Do started what, doing interpretive dance, and if you could just come and see it. When you spent like two years in Parliament, being asked to do something like this is great. Like, you, it's relative, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is your world, so you're like, everyone's doing podcast and you're in this bubble of, like, London. Actually, yeah. podcast is so much fun to do. Oh, great. And comedy, yeah, I go to start comedy all the time, I love that shit. I spent, like, yeah. two years in rooms with old men who don't understand me, so this is joy. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. We can, I think we, we are, we're, so, we're so flooded with this stuff. Yeah. Exactly, saturated. Of it, so it's still better than stuck in a room with someone going, now the cameras are apparently <laughs> full of electricity now. <laughs> full of <laughs> electricity. <laughs> But you're, you're starting a podcast now as well, right? Yeah, I am. Great. My least uncool. My least uncool. I can't do it. And it's I, hard. I'm not surprised it's you so can't hard. do it. Yeah, it's, it's really most hard. uncool cool thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Most uncool. Yeah, it's gonna cool be great, thing. everyone. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's sort of the the uh, the the unspoken part of announcing a podcast. Is, Guys, I'm sorry, but could you please? <laughs> I'm really sorry. You, you feel like you should be like scrubbing your your the toe of one foot in the dirt and looking down. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, like a little got kid. A podcast. Guess it's pretty good. Yeah, shucks is shucks. right. Dive in to the debut album from Some Girls on a Night Out with their uh, debut album, Espresso Martinis. And who could forget, the beautiful Sandra the Uber is here. Sandra, our Uber is here. Sandra... We'll go home now to the flat that we share, Sandra. I've got vomit in my head. Oh, sorry, you're not for Sarah. Ah, oh, sorry, I read the license plate wrong. Sorry. And Gina, do you have a uh, coolest uncool thing? I okay, can... so this has to be something that's generally uncool, but now is cool, or is kind of the top of the uncool scale. It's top of the yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've got one if you want some thinking okay, time. Okay, yeah, I need some thinking time. You go. Um, my one is uh, calligraphy. 
That's very good. Being really good at that writing very good. really well. Because you go like, oh, wow, that's made this like birthday card or this little note you've written or whatever. It looks awesome. But also, oh, months of practice and research. And you had to buy that nib. I know that. I know you had to yes. buy that nib. Um, yeah. That's a very yeah, good my, my sister is into it. And from time to time, I, I go into her bedroom to use her hair dryer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's silly to buy another one. So <laughs> when she's out of the house, I just go in her bedroom and dry it's my hair. the hell hair. you're dying on is that the hair dryer. <laughs> I just go in my sister's bedroom without asking permission. I just use her hair dryer. Um, and she has on a cobalt. She likes calligraphy and she's written out all these like song lyrics and stuff in, mm-hmm. in calligraphy. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, all this sort of thing. And then my first instinct is go, lame and look at it for two more seconds and I can't help thinking it's quite nice it's quite good it's quite quite nice there was a girl who had live laugh love calligraphied on her did you see it no oh my god you're gonna die it was framed for her boyfriend she did it on purpose which makes me fall in love with her and it was framed for the anniversary and he didn't realise but for three three years it said live laugh lube but it was so like (laughs) it was so like swirly ornate yeah no idea you just see it and you assume it's gonna be love at the end (laughs) lube instead absolutely excellent that's great. So good. Yeah, good but yeah, doing little twiddly A's. Where to learn Chinese calligraphy at school? Oh. What's it, like, that, well, that makes more sense given that you've there's the, how many thousands of characters are there. Yeah. So like, if you if you're in a rush, but like, but not in a practical way with a pen, with an old bamboo brush oh, wow. that you had to learn how to wash. You have to wash it down through the fibers of the bamboo, through the mm. the hairs in the bottom there. Oh my god. And, and you have to hold it a specific way. Yeah. And it's it's never come. And you up write again. all your shows like that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my set lists are all done yeah. like that. In uh, the back. Fill set lists up. So beautiful good. framed on the wall of any Asian restaurant. <laughs> People think it's the menu. They think it's the menu. <laughs> um, my uh, coolest uncool thing is board games. Board games <gasps> have become... Oh my God, they're sick and they're so uncool. They're so lame. Yes. But now people are, have the temerity to post online about a board game they like and yeah. I sort of get it. I've been getting oh, really into some board games. Pierre and I are part of a sort of underground uh, WhatsApp group of guys who Comedy play weirdos. a Game of Thrones board game. Oh my yeah. God, I love that. Uh, and it's it, such... I cannot emphasize enough how complicated the game is. Really? Yeah, our yeah. friend, our friend oh. and fellow comedian Alex Keeley got a hold of it. And at first I was like, Alex, you are lame. But <laughs> I will come and try and so, so give you some cool points, try and cool up everything. It's so, it was such fun, this game. Oh, it's awesome. It's yeah. so intricate. It is so confusing. Um, it's a challenge. Oh, yeah. It really it's is. It's good. And yeah. it, take, it, it takes a good, like, four hours. To get to, a hold to, on it. To, just to play. Oh. And you can do a game. Oh. And you can just lie wow. to each other and trick each other into things. Oh, and there's fun. random things pop up and fuck everything up. It's yeah. great. I love that. Alex is like the Scarface for that now. He's just the king of all these board games. He's, I, he's, he's got so many, though. It's not just Game of Thrones. I'm trying to he's think got of one we played recently. Catan. Alex introduced Catan, me to Catan. Catan. Catan is fun. It's great. What's the one that you take over the world? Like you, it's, it's, it's literally the most white person game ever. It's like a colonizing game. Yeah, Risk. Risk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. me and Stevie and, and Adam played that recently, and it was like six hours, and we were taking over all these countries. And I, I had like all of Europe and then I don't know what happened but I lost everything within 10 minutes yeah. you're supposed to get Australia first this is why oh yeah. really That's well it depends you know that it depends if you're playing World Conquest or you got the I gold mean, cards you know? oh, no. I'm just we're down the rabbit hole this, now this yeah. game and I'm like it's actually really messed up <laughs> <laughs> like why don't we make a game out of the things you've done to the worldwide people oh that'd be great it'd be <laughs> yeah, really yeah. fun yeah great yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of my most cool and cool thing I think maybe one is I don't know why these have become cool but they are cool you know those like Oh, really old Casio watches, those metal ones, like the old mm. man watches that have become like oh. everyone's wearing them. Yeah. I didn't realize the metal ones had come back in. I, I, I knew like the, the, the cheap or plastic ones were cool. Yeah, they are. No, the, you know the square face digital with the golden. Yeah, that's so cool. The ones, really, yeah. the, the ones that you expect to see around the wrist, the thick wrist of a 1970s yeah. Greek businessman. Exactly, and yeah. now everyone's wearing them. Yeah, don't know where they come. That from. now yeah. with like a bum bag. Did you come in with a bum bag? Yes, today? I have a bum bag. Yeah, big fan. Because those are in now. I we lose everything, all, yeah. so they're great. I've lost 23 debit cards, so Tw- I need a bum well, bag. Well, hey, slow down a minute 23. now. 23 in my debit life, cards. Yeah. Well, you've lost them. Lost 23 debit cards. Bloody hell, how do you do that? Just, just have your own just little like, section oh, where of the bank. <laughs> Throwing it across the room. Do you think that debit cards are like money and you have to just give them the debit card? I think I actually do. that's how you pay for things. At clubs, I'm just making it rain like 50 debit cards. You just tell them the pin number and tell them to take out what they need. Moet for everyone. Moet. It's fascinating. I went to the bank, actually, and I tried to get my 23 third one and the bank guy sat down with him I'm and here he, for my 23rd debit, debit card, card please and he pulled up the list of the screen on all the dates I've lost them and he went 
uh, no, this was my 19th. This was a, a, lot, a while ago because he said, if you get to 20, we can't give you another one. And I said, but it's my no money. No one's ever hit this. No I one's know. ever. It's we've unprecedented. To, we've had to pass a bill about you <laughs> <laughs> here at the bank. <laughs> and he literally went, he went, oh, I can't give you it if you get to 20. I can't give you another one. You have to stop losing them. And I went, but it's my money. And he really quietly went, yeah, no, but stop losing them. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. We became good friends. A rare moment of candor from uh, That's a so bank funny. It was fantastic. A bank employee felt the need to take you aside and go, why, 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 why are you like this? Fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. I actually made a joke about it. My boyfriend recently we were in the living room and I went, he went, are you going to lose that one as well? And I went, I'll just put it where it goes as a joke. And I threw it across the room and went behind the shelves. And it took me five days because I forgot I'd done it. And then five days later, I was like, oh, I would have made that joke. And he was like, you are fascinating. It's awful. Thank you so much for joining us. I, that was such a wonderful me. chat. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, thank really you very lovely. much. Um, Thanks for having me in. Yeah. And guys, have a look. Um, Keep an eye out for Gina's book. Toolkit uh, for Activists. Be the Change, a Toolkit for Activists. Be the Change, be the change the a Toolkit tool tool for Activists. Coming out in June. Yes. Nice. 2019, if you're listening to this in the future. Oh. In which case, it's been out for years. Maybe civilization will be gone completely. I hope it. you have water. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hope he's still alive. If you read the book, if enough people have bought the book by the time people are listening in the future, everything will be fine. Oh, ah, stop that's it. Nice. That's that's nice. A, what lovely point to end on. Hmm. Thanks, Gina. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Dive in to the debut album from Some Girls on a Night Out with their uh, debut album, Espresso Martinis. And, of course, the floor filler, Vanessa's Had a Hard Time Recently. Vanessa's had a hard time recently. We need to be nice to Vanessa. She's been having a hard time. Uh, her boyfriend's left her, she's run out of money She can't even buy honey for her toast But she really likes and she needs it to start her day Vanessa's had a hard time recently We need to all be nice Espresso Martinis, the debut album from Some Girls on a Night Out Available on a Friday night on any high street Look out, they, they will hurt you that was Gina. That was such a great chat. That was great. She was really good at uncool, cool, and cool, uncool. She was so fast. She was quick, man. I had to. I was pacing for an hour before we got it here, trying to think of a cool, uncool. You were thing. sweating. You sweating. were smoking. You called your lawyer. Sweating, smoking while sweating was the mo- coolest uncool I've been. <laughs> yeah, I was really to, sweating, but also smoking. So it was quite cool. But while talking uncool. to a lawyer. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah, Gina was absolutely fantastic. Keep an eye out for her, her book. Coming out in June. Coming out in June. And uh, follow her on the social media and stuff. Keep track of all the good work she's doing. Yeah. Uh, but for now... Uh, Just uh, the usual shit. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Please. Uh, like and subscribe, all the usual propaganda. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Get in touch. At the BudPod on Twitter or thebudpod at gmail.com and let us know your uh, coolest uncool thing, uncoolest cool thing, most and least authoritarian, well, most authoritarian and most libertarian thoughts of the week, anything like that, how many Louis you're on, <laughs> yeah. or just any, you know, contributions you may see fit to add. That would be delicious. Have a good lifestyle. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 